You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans, it's me again. Kendrick Gibbs bring you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack, and this episode is brought to you by the great folks over at Built Bar. Now, in this episode, we're going to look back at the domination that happened in the Carter Saturday. We're going to also talk about the NCAA tournament being announced as being in a bubble, as well as the contrast of that and former Louisville head coach Rick Pitino, who's now at Iona, saying, hey, save the season, push the date back. We're going to talk about that a little later, but we're going to start it off with this win against Florida State. I'm going to tell you why you should be excited and why we should still keep that excitement in check going forward, okay? Because this is a situation where, as I've said earlier, the expectations have been reset in real time, and they're still being reset. They're still doing things that when you look at Bailey Hockman and think, wow, he's awful. He played great against Miami. He plays great against Florida State. The game against Miami meant a lot more because that's a lot better of a defense, but we're going to talk about it today, all right? So, NC State with a 38-22 win over Florida State, and that score does not indicate how big of a domination this was. The stat, by, the stat sheet alone does not indicate what happened in this game really and truly. At one point, going, actually going into the fourth quarter, the Wolfpack led 35-9. So that tells you what type of game this was. That tells you the NC State Wolfpack had their foot on their necks, once they knew, all right, they're dead, they let up, let off the gas, which is respectable, which is cool. We get it. No problem with that. And so why should you be excited about this win? Again, Bailey Hockman is showing consistency. Two games straight, that's impressive. This Florida State defense is not – the. this isn't your father's Florida State team. This isn't the Florida State team that I went up against. This isn't the Florida State that I grew up watching. But – just do to play well is to play well, period. You can only play who they put out there in front of you, and he still played well. And let me tell you what I mean by he played well. Even in Bailey Hockman's best games, he's thrown bad interceptable balls. Bad interceptable balls. In this game, the only interception he had came in the end zone on a 50-50 ball on an all-time amazing catch by the defender. An interception where the defender traps the ball between his knees. That is what you want to see. I always talk about good interceptions versus bad interceptions. A bad interception, the end of the Miami game last time, sure, bad interception. That play, if that ball is more on the money to Mezzi, it's an easier catch. Mezzi needs to come down with that because that's who he is. But if it is more on the money, it's a catch. It wasn't tipped, picked. That's bad interception. Wake Forest. They're up, they have their foot on the neck, it's time to go in for the kill, pick six. That's a bad interception. Against uh, Virginia Tech, when they were going in, Virginia Tech was already starting to show signs that, hey, we're, we're about business. You have not seen us play yet, but we're better than you think we are. The pick to Diallo, coming out early, that's a bad interception. A 50-50 ball when you've got a sizable lead, that's a great interception. That's the turnover. Obviously, no coach wants turnovers. No coach wants interceptions. No coach wants fun. No coach wants those things. 
But if you're going to tell me, Kenton, pick a turnover, or if you're going to say, Dave Norm, pick a turnover, any head coach, any head coaches who are here with us today, head coaches in the great coaching box in the sky, wherever you talk about, if you want to talk about a good turnover, that's it. That's the one. That's the one. So that's something to be excited about. Bam Knight carrying the load, 94 rushing yards. That His performance on the ground was very good. Again, this is a Florida State defense that is not our – that is not our – the Florida State defense that we're accustomed to seeing. However, returning to form and running the ball and refusing to abandon the run, that is beautiful to see. It is important to see that. Ricky Person struggled a little bit, and we'll talk about that later. But bam, carrying the low for 94 yards, that's that's beautiful to see. And the mo- the best thing that I saw, Thayer Thomas, have yourself a night. 158 total yards, two touchdowns. Have yourself a night, Mr. Thomas. Have yourself a night. He saw they were uh, bringing a corner blitz, and he was matched up one-on-one with a safety. And he looked at that safety, and we looked at that matchup of him against that safety, and every Wolfpack fan knew, oh, it's macaroni time. This, you you got to eat. You got That's barbecue chicken. You got to You got to take advantage of that. And he did. He did. And so there's there's no complaints on that front. This game gave a lot of reason to be excited. A lot of reason to be excited. However, this game does not mean that this is instantly, okay, this is who NC State is now. They're going to run the table. Let me tell you why. This Liberty team is a quality team. This Liberty team is a very quality team. They already have wins over other ACC programs, including an ACC program that whooped the wheels off of us with their backup in Virginia Tech. And granted, Justin Fuentes seems to uh, seems to can't get out, seems to be unable to get out of his own way at times. Sure, but and he should have won that game off a blocked field goal uh, that ended up being returned for a touchdown, but. If ifs and buts were berries and nuts, squirrels will never starve. We have to live in the reality of living. And even if we don't talk about, even if we say, well, Virginia Tech should have won that game, so I'll count it as a Virginia Tech win. Sure, but that still means that Virginia Tech had to fight tooth and nail to beat a team that, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, the, Virginia Tech had to fight tooth and nail to beat Liberty, a team that is in front of us still. So again, Let's just keep it in check. Let's just not get too crazy here. And more importantly than anything else, uh, I don't, I'm a firm believer in, you know, for a lot of teams, especially in college, it's just about not beating yourself. When you look at this NC State team, at times they beat themselves. At times it is a matter of the other team simply has to sit back and wait for it to happen. And what do I mean by that? A lot of games, NC State has showed up. They've competed. They've played well. They've won a lot more than many people thought. However, some games, they have come, again, the Virginia Tech game. I'll go back to that. That game was so bad. That game was so bad. Even the Wake Forest win. They play, NC State played well, did a lot of things well that game, but there were still moments where it's like NC State is doing all that they can to give this thing away. So when you look at what happened there, and you look at the history, not the history, when you look at, yes, just the history from this season, when you look at that, you say, 
okay, I'm optimistic that they can run the table. I'm optimistic that even if they lose to Liberty, they can play well in the last two games and take those home. Sure, sure. But neither one of those teams has looked all that great all season. Syracuse, Georgia Tech, at their best, Syracuse was still blown out by Clemson. At their absolute best. Okay, so let's get that straight. Georgia Tech, again, their team, they've, they've got a lot of work to do. They're on their way, hopefully, maybe for the sake of the entire ACC, hopefully they're on their way to being decent again. They're not there now. But the Wolfpack have pulled Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde impression so well this season, you don't know who you're going to get at times. A string of two good games back-to-back is great, but one of those good games didn't even result in a win. The goal here is to win football games and win them well. And when I talked about Kansas Keys, it was about how this team would go into the Liberty game and how there were similarities there to the Duke game. And this was the polar opposite of the Duke game. They came out. They dominated early. They dominated often. They set the tone immediately and said, this is what this is. This is what this ain't. I'm sorry, Seminoles, that y'all came here expecting to play a football game. This is a slaughter. A football game implies that both sides have an equal opportunity of winning. That is not what's happening here. And that's exciting. That's very exciting. But, again, let's keep it in check. NC State came out and was on go, 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 go. For sure. For sure. And that was great form. They, again, up 35-9. to Up 35-9. to Let me tell you all a funny story about Florida State. My true freshman year, I tore my Achilles. Because I tore my Achilles, I was in the cast that I could not get wet, and I had a little scooter that I had to take around campus. I remember before the kickoff of the Florida State game, I, uh, I I put the garbage bag around my foot to get in the shower because it couldn't get wet. I put the garbage bag around my foot. I got in the shower. Obviously, it takes a little longer to shower when you got to figure out and maneuver angles and get everything properly cleaned except that one part. It took a little longer. I got in the shower, got out the shower. Now, mind you, I got in before kickoff. By the time I got out, I was 35 for Florida State. So, again, this 35-9 means something. Means something. And, yes, that was that seems like a lifetime ago. And, yes, that was Jameis and Calvin Benjamin and and Jalen Ramsey and company, sure. But I'm just telling you, a win like this in conference, especially for the team, the the NC State team that we know, missing starting quarterback, missing all the pieces in the back end, means something. It means something, okay? And when we talk about always being on go, 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 that was NC State's team, and that is also many of the listeners to this show. However... Every now and then, you need to take a time to just not be on go, to not do anything, just to chill and relax. And when you want to do that, you have to grab the beer that is made for chilling in Coors Light. Coors Light will help you with all of your refreshment needs, as obviously, as I've already said, it's the beer that's made for chilling. When you watch State take on Liberty, when you watch State take on Syracuse, when you watch State take on Georgia Tech, Whatever the result is, however the game is going, you know what time it is when you hear that crack at the top and you get that ice-cold refreshment that's as cool as the Colorado Rockies, okay? And remember, whenever you are enjoying Coors Light, always celebrate responsibly. 
Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And so, with that being said, that's that's what all we have for that game for now. We're going to put that on the back burner a bit. Because I want to talk about something that is very important here. Rick Pitino, former coach of Louisville, now coaching at Iona. He said to push the season back to save the season. The NCAA announced the start of their season as well as the bubble, and Patino wasn't feeling it at all. Patino said that due to the spikes that are currently occurring, he would love to see the season pushed back, which, you know, I get it. I get it. I, I completely and totally understand what Rick Patino is saying here. However, on the heels of that him coming out with that statement, the NCAA announced that the tournament would be in a bubble. So... Here's here's what Rick Pitino is calling for a new start date in May Madness. The NCAA is like, hey, we're rolling with what it is, and that's that on that. But I'm going to read this Pitino quote to you, and then I'm going to just talk about how I feel about this thing real quick. Rick Pitino tweeted uh, on Saturday at 10.30 a.m., save the season, move the start back, play league schedule, and have May Madness. Spiking and protocols make it impossible to play right now. Now, friends, I've already told you. I've already told you. I, I do not and am not going to get political on the show. That's not what we're here for. That's not, not doing that. However, Rick Pitino is 100% right here. He's 100% right here. Regardless of what statistic you want to quote about the death rate or how many people are surviving or whatever the case may be, Objectively, look at how serious other people are taking this thing and look at how serious the protocols are being surrounding this. There is no feasible way to play. A football team, how many teams this year have been down 10, 15 players? And the game has gone on anyway. Miami was just on the brink of not playing with 11 players missing, right? Okay, now let's take that to basketball. If 11 players are missing, you don't even have enough players to fill the starting five. Think about that for a second. Think about that. And even if you say, well, Ken, that is just a, a number. You have to break, break it down percentage-wise, players on the team who have contracted it, and then translate that over to basketball. Okay, fine. The average basketball roster is what? 15 guys, 15, 16 Sure. So the average uh, football football roster is eighty five or something along those lines. Okay. So ten to fifteen of eighty five. You convert that over to basketball. That's uh, fifteen, sixteen. You get about uh, three to four players that are out. Now the difference is in basketball, you don't. The players play both ways all the time. That's the nature of the game. When Virginia Tech was missing Hendon Hooker, they could still play and they could still compete because they had weapons elsewhere. 
they had guys elsewhere that were going to pick up the load and they could hide that one thing that was not going well for them. Basketball-wise, that's different now because if you take out your you, – you just don't – in football, it is almost – it's super uncommon, impossible even on some levels to say, hey, a guy is the leading receiver and the leading passer. Or, hey, a guy's the leading rusher and the leading receiver and the leading interception man. You, you see, you get, at, you get where I'm going here? Take that away in basketball. Do the same thing in basketball. It's not uncommon at all to see your leading scorer also be your leading rebounder. It's not uncommon at all to see your leading assist man be your best three-point shooter. So when you take out one important guy, you take out many different things that he brings. And again, this is just, we're talking about one guy, let alone two or three. Now what are you looking at? You're looking at a team that is basically entirely depleted from what they would have been else otherwise for COVID protocols. And again, this is even assuming, this is all assuming that there is no health risk to the players, that the players present no risk to the people they come in contact with. I'm just talking about the protocols alone. What happens when you miss these players? So now you've got shorthanded teams out there trying to figure out rotations, trying to figure out, well, how are we going to get, well, what system? You cannot run certain team systems. Let's look at NC State, for example. NC State loves to run, run, run. NC State loves playing small. Coach Keats loves playing small and running. Sure, sure, go for it. However, if you miss three or four guys off a roster, when you do that, even if you have one of the deepest teams in the league and you play 10 deep, now you've been cut down to six, just like that. Or even if you say, well, you, you're going to miss two guys, two of them are going to be walk-ons. You've, you've reduced your rotation from 10 to eight. If you don't think that's a big deal, I've got news for you. Watch some college basketball. It's huge. It's huge. So I agree with Patino to push the start date back. But the bubble, the, the, the college, the bubble for the NCAA tournament, I also agree with that. I agree that the teams who do make it in should absolutely be in a bubble, should absolutely be isolated from the rest of the world for some time, just because it would be so much easier to make sure everybody's following protocols. It's so much easier to contain the spread or contact trace or whatever. It's so much easier when you have way less players, way less, I'm sorry, not players, way less outside factors that you have to mitigate. If you got the regional in Dallas, one's in Dallas, one's in Ann Arbor, uh, one's in New York, one's in California, that's tough. That's tough because everybody doesn't have the same restrictions and guidelines. Everybody's not going to have the same restrictions and guidelines. That's just, that's just how it works. But again, when you look at what is going on here as far as again, ICU, uh, ICU units completely filling, ICU completely filling up, ICU units, is, it doesn't make sense because it's the U in ICU is unit. Okay, sure. But again, at the end of the day, Patino makes some very good points. And what does May Madness really matter and make a difference as opposed to what we're looking at now? What we're looking at now is basketball going through the same thing football is going through. In football, we're seeing so many guys, who, or so many teams rather, completely down and out. 
We just saw Clemson lose to Notre Dame in double overtime without their number one overall pick. Why was their number one overall pick out? COVID. I mean, what are we, what are we, like, let's, he, and he had said that his symptoms were mild. He's beat it. Everything's fine. Now. Sure. Great. Again, we're assuming 100% health. And there is still, just because of the protocols alone, enough reason to say, hey, maybe we do want to push it back just until the spikes subside. Just until the spikes subside. And Wolfpack fans, we're still going to have sports. We still have football. We still have football. That's still going on. There will still be football well into when basketball season is scheduled to start now or when they will start it, even if they push the season back a little. So there's, that's just my thing. And, and I'm, I'm big on health. And seeing this how I'm big on health, I'm going to talk about one of the healthiest bars in the game, and we're talking about Built Bar. Built Bar is even deliciouser with its new and improved uh, ingredients. And at the end of the day, Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. It helps you lose weight or maintain the current weight you're at with a delicious treat. And its protein-to-calorie ratio is so amazing you don't even have to feel like you're cheating or like you feel guilty about eating it. Again, 18 amazing flavors. You've got to try them all to find out which one's best for you. Built Bar is just out of control with how great it is. Go on over to BuiltBar.com and type in promo code Locked On to get a 20% off discount. Go on over to BuiltBar.com and type in promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And get yourself 20% off your next order, all right? Now, again, we're, we're about to land this thing. But in review here, the, the win against Florida State, always, a great, always great to win in conference. As NC State, who they are, who they're expected to be, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, Florida State's so bad, this win doesn't matter. Because Florida State beat the boys in blue. They did. So it, it doesn't matter how bad we say this team is. Or like my old partner Brett Friedlander pointed out, they've only played one good half of football against any FBS opponent all season. Sure, sure. It's still a win. It's still a domination. That is the part for me. It's the domination. Winning is one thing. Being up 35-9 and deciding to take your foot off the gas, having the ability to tell yourself, we'll take our foot off the gas, that means something. In conference, that means something when you're missing your starting quarterback, your best two cover guys, all of these injuries, injuries, injuries everywhere. And you have the ability to take your foot off the gas. That means something. So live in that, revel in that. And as far as the Patino uh, push the season back thing goes, again, this is assuming 100% health. This is assuming there are no side effects that are going to be serious. There's no lingering thing. There's no risk of, of any serious harm befalling any of these players, which we know as much as even if we say it's 99 point whatever, that is objectively not the case because that .01 or that .1 still means that there's something that's going to happen to one of these players. And then moving beyond that, moving beyond the health, because even if you want to say well, that, fraction, that percentage or that fractional percentage is so small, I don't even want to acknowledge it. Sure, let's just acknowledge the protocols that are being put in place. Let's just acknowledge that, and then we'll see. Patino's right. Push the basketball season back. Push the basketball season back. 
I don't think that it hurts anybody to push the basketball season back. I don't. I think it helps all parties. I think it helps. And Wolfpack fans, if y'all disagree with me, if you agree with me, whatever the case may be, feel free to tweet me at LO underscore Wolfpack. Again, at LO underscore Wolfpack on Twitter. Um, again, like I said, I don't, I don't want to get into politics. I don't want to get into all that. I'm just telling you what is objectively happening. This is no spin. This is no this angle, this angle. No, 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 no. I'm telling you objectively. With what we see happening with football, if the same thing happens with basketball, Patino's right. They don't have the same amount of bodies that are, that. hey, if we lose 10, we lose 11, we'll be all right. If we lose our starting quarterback type guy, we'll be all right. That's not the case in basketball. It's not because we've seen the impact. It's only 10 guys on the court, so the impact that one can have is immensely different than a game where there's 22 on the field. But that's I'm I'm gonna end my tangent on that. Keep coming back every single day, every single day that you got to log into work, every single day you got to drive into work. We will be here for you. All right, peace and love, and as always, go pack.